You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Guys... I'm Melanie's daughter, Jennifer. And I'm Betty's daughter, Jessica. And it's totally going to make sense why we introduced ourselves that way in just a second. Before we get to our guest, what are we going to talk about, Jess? We're going to be talking about Riri's new line. What's up with that? Fenty Beauty. Fenty. Then Scalp Health. What you need to know. And then last, the 90s beauty moment that may, for some of us, Come a little too soon. Well, if you're in your 30s, yeah. It, like, it was we like lived yesterday. <laughs> I literally just put my stuff away. Um, and our guest is Carol's Daughter, which is Lisa Price, the founder of hair, skin, and body brand Carol's Daughter. Mm, cannot wait. So Jess, as you know, I'm obsessed with all things Rihanna. One of them being her Fenty Beauty line that's coming out, her cosmetics line, which I think we've talked about. Well, we got excited about it. You were really excited about it. And I made you come along for the ride. Well, anyway, as I stalk all things Rihanna on Instagram, I noticed that there's a new Instagram handle a couple days ago went up, Fenty Beauty Cosmetics, at Fenty Beauty Cosmetics. Like, is this the beginning of the line? So then I'm looking, and they did a post about a holographic lip color and I'm like ready to like tell the world Fenty Beauty is coming and the first product is a holographic lip color. Do you want to wear a holographic lip color? Oh, whatever. Rihanna made it. I want to wear it. So of course we are good beauty editors that like do some sourcing though and I did a little investigation and you did too actually because I got excited actually, when I told you. mine was quite passive because I just like woke up and there was an email in my inbox like going off about Fenty Beauty and like do not believe like the hype. Well everybody's in a tizzy. What's going on? So what's going on? So I got this email, good morning, 
We've received a lot of inquiries over the past few days following some social media buzz and postings about the Are you about to read launch. an entire email? No, just stick with me. Okay. About the upcoming launch of Fenty Beauty by Rihanna. Blah, 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 blah. Basically, there is a PR company, and what they want to say is that any other post or chatter about the, the Fenty Beauty launch that are basically from fans who are enthusiastically awaiting the launch that made me laugh and are unofficial. They are just as excited... And they promise that the launch will be worth the wait. So that Instagram account is just like a fan account. Exactly. But they did have some really cool information that Fenty Beauty has officially partnered with James Vincent, who is leading the charge on their search for a global makeup artist for Fenty Beauty. He's not the global makeup beauty artist? No, they just said that they've officially partnered with him. So he's probably going to help the same way Charlotte Tilbury helped Tom Ford do his, you know, do his line of cosmetics. He's probably going to help find someone and help work on the creation of products, you think? I'm not quite sure what his role is going to be, but I think it's cool. I think it's cool that he's involved because he's he's a cool guy. Like I remember a long time ago, he did a line called Pretty Pretty. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, and that had like really whack textures. Really cool. Speaking of holographic, he had actually some really cool like holographic, um, like eye lip cheeks like formulations, and he was just kind of punk. Like I felt like his formulas and his kind of whole aesthetic was really neat. But to be honest, I mean I haven't kept up with James over the year. But I thought over the years, but I am a little surprised by this partnership. Mm. He's always doing like cool beauty shows and stuff. But maybe it makes sense with the textures you were talking about. I guess. About. I mean, he's just, uh, he's an, an interesting guy. So, um, so basically it's a kind of watch this space for me, but I woke up and I was like, whoa, everyone chill. I didn't even know that people were like going off about this. Well, I am. Cause I watch these things. And so really all we can say is speculation continues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay seriously. tuned. Oh, no, no. What's my name? I saw a wicked image the other day. Of what? My own head. <laughs> I see your head every day. But like deep inside. Like, you know when you have the opportunity as a beauty editor, sometimes like you'll go to an event and they'll be like, would you like to see a photo of your face like you know, photo aged, like how you look under a camera where you'll absolutely want to vomit after seeing it. And I'm always like, no, thanks. Like, you know, I've seen that like my sophomore year of being a beauty editor. You know what I mean? This one, I had the opportunity at the Aveda scalp event to to take a look at my scalp, like up close. I've actually never had this opportunity. I did it too, but we were not there together. That's funny. This is the first time I saw my scalp up close too. Thank God I didn't have breakfast before. (laughs) It grossed you out? Yes. What did you see? Well, I didn't know that it was inflamed. It just basically looked like um like like a forest in like Star Wars, like the never ending story or something. Like <laughs> there were goblins and like things hanging out there. They it was like thick reeds, like thick reeds sprouting from Yeah, it was messed up. It was a dark goblin territory. But the guy said that like the flakes and the inflammation everything he's like it could be that i have very sensitive scalp and i add this to the list tell me that i don't exactly (laughs) like i'm surprised i can actually like get up out of bed in the morning but i don't think i have heavy dandruff but i do in the winter have very tight scalp i'm actually using a um dandruff shampoo right now i was actually going to raise a wand to it at some point i'm using the dove plus care it's really nice but i'm actually going to be swapping in some of the aveda products soon did you see dandruff in the picture i did yeah, Ew, maybe that's Flakes. why you didn't like your picture. Yes, but I also I also saw an inflamed, angry little scalp, and he told me that that is very much like symptomatic of redheads. Like you know, we can have sensitive skin. My body skin is very sensitive. Yes, very. I've, we talked about that. That's very interesting that you bring that because when I found, mine was sensitive and dry, didn't have the dandruff, and I said that's so funny. My face skin is sensitive and dry, and the expert was like. Obviously, people always forget this, and it's something good to remind people. Your scalp is really just an extension of your face. Isn't that crazy? Why aren't we thinking about that? Like, it's not like you're, you have a new, like, head, a new, like... Right, like, you're not going to have oily skin, and then all of a sudden, when you get up to here, the skin just changes completely. You didn't get a fresh start. Exactly. So, like, I think what they were trying to focus on is, like, you should treat your scalp sort of like you treat your face. Like, it should be getting the same thing, activities that you do your face, like exfoliation, for example, which was, I think... 
what ended yes, up happening Yes, oh my God, mine. they gave me some amazing stuff. They gave me this thing. They gave it to you too. This thing called the, the Prama, I love their names, Pramasana. Pramasana comes out in like two months, I think. Yeah, so but stay basically, tuned for this. It's like a clarifying treatment for your scalp. And I was never really into these scalp exfoliators. I thought it was a lot of like marketing hoo-ha. But they made a really good point, which is this. Apparently... As stuff builds up, whether it's dandruff, we've talked about this Mm -hmm. with dry shampoo and things, products, um, bacteria, the whole of the follicle that your hair or your your Star Trek woods reeds come out of, it starts to get smaller and smaller because of that buildup. So then the hair, as it's sprouting through that, you look so grossed out right now. No, I'm literally just thinking about like what kind of like Ewok was like running around my head. <laughs> as, as the hair pushes through, you you have a smaller dia- diameter for it to come through. So the hair itself becomes thinner over time. Not because your hair is thitting, but because the follicle is a tighter squeeze. Oh my God, it's like my own fault. Yeah, and you make a skinnier hair. I so, can't have that. We got to get the Ewoks out and whatnot so that, like, <laughs> no, it's true. It, it's, like, clarifying exfoliating your scalp might actually help you to have thicker hair, which just kind of makes sense. Completely, because it's like if you're not cleaning out the stuff, if you're not cleaning, like, if you're not exfoliating the surface, not, like, with a scrub, but with, it's, like, they can't something flow. gentle. Yeah, I need to get that flow going. I need to clean out the forest. So did you like the prasama? I loved it. I loved it. It was. It's not a granular exfoliant. It's just this really nice, like, liquid. It smelled good. It felt good. And you just massage it onto the scalp. This lovely man did it for me, but I can absolutely do this by myself. Yeah. It wasn't a whole production. I don't like things that say, like, take 20 minutes. Like, go have a snack. Like, put your towel on your head. That's not happening in my life right now. Yeah. So, like, this was about, you know, 10-minute thing. You can just chill out, figure out something to do, and then just rinse out. I thought this was really cool, but it also just brought a lot of awareness to a part of my body that I'm not paying attention to at all. Yeah, and so those same ingredients that you would use to exfoliate your face are some of the ones that are in these products like um, AHAs or light kind of exfoliating Mm -hmm. acids, tea tree, that kind of thing. That definitely has some menthol in it because it tingled when they put it on me, which I liked quite a bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was nice. Um, so if you have thinning hair or you've got like gunk up, oh, in you there, could put it on dry hair too, which is great. That yeah. means you do it before the shower, like text or like go empty the dishwasher and then like, there you go. But no, you should look into that. If you have thinning hair and you've looked at other things, vitamins, whatever, think about cleaning out your follicles, people. Pramasana. Wow. Jen, I've heard of Kickstarters for a lot of worthy causes. True, yes. Some are pretty serious. This one's not. <laughs> it's like, what charity are we talking no, about? No, What's okay. our Kickstarter for? There is a Kickstarter for a Lisa Frank makeup collaboration. <gasps> Lisa Frank! Now, for those of our listeners who don't know who Lisa Frank is, Lisa Frank is a real person, but it's best known as a brand her arc- iconic artwork is like penguins on surfboards with a rainbow tint. I had some stickers that had unicorns for sure. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I had a little on like a teddy bear. Maybe. Was yeah. teddy bear skateboarding? And the teddy bear had a top hat and some chill sunglasses. And he was like a conductor of an orchestra. But yes, he might he have was. been like on a keyboard out in space. And he was neon pink, blue, yellow, purple, green. Oh, hell yeah, he was. Lisa Frank. There's so many great images. There's so many great images. This was really most popular in the late 80s, early 90s, and it's like on Trapper Keepers and all kinds of good stuff. But um, listen, the thing is, there's a huge resurgence of Lisa Frank imagery right now, and a lot of people want this on makeup. I think it's a great like idea. I, I but love, who owns the license and who's starting a Kickstarter for it? I think it's Lisa. It? I, th- I think Lisa owns the license. You know what? Honestly, I didn't know Lisa was an actual person. Lisa is an actual person. I respect that Like she's not out, she's not out in the public too much, but there is... <laughs> The whole thing is like this person. Her sticker empire. Her sticker empire. Yeah, I actually saw Lisa Frank leggings recently too. I mean, like Lisa Frank is is a really big deal. But what I'm kind of like freaked out about is that they wanted to raise this brand called Glamour Dolls Makeup, wanted to raise $30,000. And they have raised, as of today, $105,798 to get this this makeup brand off the ground. Okay. First, let's talk about, are we that far removed from Lisa Frank that it is actually retro and there's nostalgia involved? I feel like we just had Lisa Frank stuff like yesterday. I still have the folders, but I don't use them at work because I don't want people to think that I'm a child. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, like, yeah. But they're like my old ones. If, if we're going to bring back 90s beauty products or 90s products in general, because like, 
why don't we bring back some of the 90s beauty products, not like Trapper Keeper and make it into makeup? Like, That's a really good think point. Think about all the, like, okay. Like I'll there are it. worthy ones that like we need to resurrect, okay, not let's, just design. Let's do our Kickstarter right now. Okay. If Ooh. we had to resurrect, I have two. Do okay. you want to know them? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Salon Selected? <gasps> Choose to be your most beautiful salon beautiful. I- Loved the shampoo and conditioning line so much. You would pick your letter yes. and your color and one of this conditioner and one of that shampoo. And I remember I wanted the H for highlighting because I thought it was going to give me blonde highlights. Oh, my but God. really, it was just the color care conditioner. It had a yellow H and I was like, oh, I'm going to get blonde highlights. Wait, did I your mom this. have highlights and you just used it because it was like in the shower? I, or did I you thought actually I, go and select the H? I selected the H oh and I God. thought, mom doesn't know this is going to color my hair in the shampoo. And like, that's why I picked the H. I mean, please. It was like a color protecting shampoo. I cannot believe it. How have we never so, spoken about this? I don't know, but it smelled so good. So okay, someone needs a good. Kickstarter for Salon Selectives. Okay, give me one more. Um, you remember Ultima 2? <gasps> yes, Kevin Aquan started that. I, I did know that, actually. I know that now as a beauty editor. I did not know that then. then. It, was, it was too soon for its time. It was like a naked line of like bronzy sculpting yeah. powders. It was like strobing and contouring before that totally. even existed. Nude lipsticks. He did the J-Lo lipstick color before J-Lo did it in the aughts. It was oh just my this God. And it was drugstore. That was the best part. Like, yes. So I remember I had like a, like a sculpty brown powder. I didn't know what to do with it. I just like dusted it everywhere and looked dirty, but... I would like Everything to Everything was very brown. Yeah, lots of brown. So Kickstarter for those two. What are you going to bring back? I would say absolutely, absolutely finesse shampoo <gasps> and conditioner. It never went away, girl. Wait, it's still there? And it smells exactly Wait, the it's same. it's still around? Yeah, you got to go to like Pathmark to like the cheapy aisle to find it though. Okay, because I, I actually feel like the conditioner, nothing ever made my hair silky. Me too. Do you after, know what I mean? After I would be swimming and my hair would be so dry, it was like lube. Like you would come out like, you think Pantene makes it silky? It was oh, like finesse. Yeah. What, yeah, I don't understand. That no other conditioner has ever improved on that. If I had that smell for you right now and just squeezed it, <sighs> it, it would bring you right back. Okay. I'm going to find a bottle of it for you. I have seen it. Okay, what I else? I can't believe it's still around. I yeah. feel so silly. Okay. And then the next one is like for real. It's just, it's another shampoo product. What is it? Flex. With the corn? It was balsam protein. Balsam protein. It had like a wheat on it, didn't it? Like a wheat? I think it did. I think it did. Like a wheat stalk? What do you call yeah. it? With like the little yeah, fluffy like, at the top. Um, first of all, like it came out like half the bottle to come out whenever you like squeezed it open because the opening yes, was like yes. so huge. That was their, I think that was business strategy. So you'd buy more. Oh my God. It was so great. I and it smelled great. It made my hair feel and good. And wheat germ oil. Yeah. I feel like hair products were like at their peak. Yeah. In like 91. Also, there was only like 10 to choose from. So like you remembered them. Yeah. So whoever started this Kickstarter for Lisa Frank, let's just get back on and do some some flex salon selectives and Ultima 2. And then the people at Finesse will just send us them. <laughs> exactly. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that, but once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo, and it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode, and all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series melatonin supplement are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. 
Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey Love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be Honey Love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on alamoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Moves. Join the community on alamoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's alamoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's alamoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. So our guest today is actually Carol's daughter, as in a woman whose mother's name is Carol, and the founder of Carol's Daughter Beauty Brand. Uh, It's a hair, body, and skincare line made with lots of yummy natural ingredients. Um, And we have an extraordinary entrepreneur, Lisa Price, here. (laughs) I said, in my head, you're still Carol's daughter. (laughs) Hi, welcome. Hi. Um, So for people who might not know, I think of you as like the woman who went from like the kitchen to the business entrepreneur in like zero time. And a lot of women I think do DIY products and they think, oh, it's so easy to start a business. But you were one of the people that actually did it. So tell me, take us back. How did you start your business? I started as a hobby, making products in my kitchen, kind of the way you would experiment cooking food, you know, trying out a new recipe or baking or something. I did it with body products. I started with lotions and creams and gave things to friends and family as gifts. And my mom thought that the products were really great, and she encouraged me to sell at a church flea market almost 24 years ago now. Has it been 24 years? May will be 24 years. Well, Carol was a smart woman, She sure was. (laughs) She really was. And I started to sell at craft fairs and flea markets and different things in my neighborhood, then started to sell out of my home. And it was something that really grew out of word of mouth and me just having fun in my kitchen. Can you remember like the very, very first product you mixed up 
The first one that I made was uh, what we use today as the base for our hair balm, but at the time it was a body balm. And it was sort huh. of this liquid um, moisturizer that was thicker than an oil, but not quite a butter, like a liquid butter. And that base is in the hair balm today. And then the first things that I really started to sell were, I called them fragrant moisture butters, um, but it's, it's basically the base that goes into our healthy hair butter and our face butter today. Just mm. butter, butter, butter. Oh, like you're making me hungry right now. You were selling these in Fort Greene, right? Yes, yes, Fort wow. Greene and Clinton Hill. That you're was an, my neighborhood. You were an inspiration to all of the like Brooklyn flea girls right now. <laughs> and a lot of times I'm misquoted as having started at Brooklyn Flea, and Brooklyn Flea didn't exist. No, you're like <laughs> right. the OG Brooklyn <laughs> handmaid. I love this. I love this. I'd like to back up a little bit more, though. Like uh -huh. When you were young, what was younger? <laughs> what was the first beauty product that you remember using yourself? Like, what were some of your favorites before you decided to do your own thing? I have always been enamored of fragrance. So I gravitated to fragrance first, partly because my mother had no makeup whatsoever. My mother's beauty cabinet was a bottle of oil of Olay, a jar of Pond's cold cream, one lipstick, one blush, and some mascara. That was it. And my grandmother had Chanel Number no. 5 perfume, and that's the first perfume that I ever remember smelling, and I just fell in love with it. And as a young girl, when a lot of my other friends would go to the mall and look at clothes, I went to the beauty aisle I and hear smelled you. perfume. She's speaking our language. Yeah, I completely hear you. <laughs> Who were some of your beauty icons when you were growing up? Diana Ross, for sure. Um, wow. I, I mean, like, no one is coming to mind right? other than Diana Ross. Yeah, like she was, she was just it because she, she just, her skin just glowed and her hair was always different. And she was just like, even as a little kid, like you look at her and you're just like, she's fabulous. Yeah. Even though you don't know mm -hmm. what fabulous is yet, you know? Well, that's it. Diana Ross. Diana Ross. I know. Sure. They're synonymous. <laughs> um, so you mentioned all these butters, and you talked about whipping things up in your kitchen. And I've always thought of your products as, you know, really based in naturals. Like, you find these amazing natural ingredients. But it's expanded a lot since your kitchen, obviously. Do mm -hmm. you consider yourself, like, a natural brand? You know, that term is a, a difficult one to use because where you're merchandised and how you're sold in stores, yes, we're a natural brand. You find us in the natural section. That's what mm -hmm. the store refers to it as. But when you get into legally what company, what state, what city calls what they call natural, natural is just so vague and broad and open. So I prefer to think of it as products that have their origins in different ingredients and those ingredients have efficacy and they have a story and they have a culture like they're just not in there randomly because they show up on Google search you know yeah. it's something that that I feel passionately about um, that I've encountered personally I have experience with it I have stories with it um, but at the end of the day you have to deliver something that's efficacious and something that's safe to the consumer. So is everything in it 100% natural? It can't be and also be safe at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. So we take the approach of rich, great ingredients, efficacy, and putting in what we have to for it to be safe and stable, yeah. but leaving out things that we really don't have to put in and there. And you talked about that buttery base that's now in the hair products. Mm -hmm. Was that some, are there natural ingredients? Like what are, what are we talking about? What kind oh, of ingredients? Oh, absolutely. Well, I When love, you first made it, I guess. E when I first did it, no one knew what shea butter was. Now we all know what shea butter is, so shea butter sounds boring. But to me, <laughs> shea butter and cocoa butter are everything. They're, they're like butter and eggs if I'm in the kitchen baking. Like oh, I can't I can't bake without butter and eggs. I can't make body products without shea butter and cocoa butter. There's just a richness that they both add. You know how cocoa butter sort of melts in your hand like chocolate. So you have this immediate uh 
hard thing that turns into something oily and soft and starts to soak into the skin. But then shea butter has this density. And when when they come together with other oils and waxes and things, you just, you just get a texture that's hard to duplicate. You can whip it. You can... Um, you know, add water to it. You can fluff it because that shea butter just gives it that that tooth. Ugh, I, I love it. Your, yeah, your products are very much known for having you know shea butter. I would say those are the foundations of your brand: shea butter, shea butter, um, coconut, coconut, co- cocoa, uh, cocoa butter. butter mm-hmm. um, but also incredible scents. Like I know if we're getting something from Carol's daughter, immediately I have to open it up and I have to like huff it. It's amazing. <laughs> Tell me about, you know, how critical is the scent to the success of your products? I know that there's substance there. It's not just about the fragrance, but please, let's talk about the fragrance. There absolutely <laughs> is substance there, but the fragrance is so important to me. Sometimes the fragrance will come first because I might smell something and that something will say to me, this is a shower gel or this is a scrub. Can you give us an example of when that happened? Um, Okay, this isn't a shower gel or a scrub. (laughs) It's all right. But uh, we have a shampoo that we're working on for the future that smells like when you juice Mm. And and you're juicing like kale and spinach and, and cucumber and you know how you, you like you shove the stuff down and in, into the thing and there's like this aroma that pops up the green and it's and just wet and, and green and and like makes your your tongue water a little bit. I was doing that in my kitchen with you know kale and and things and just thinking, wouldn't it be great to have this in the shower, you know, mm. and, and I didn't know if it was going to be hair or body at the time. And we're, we're working on a shampoo and it smells exactly like that. When is it going to come out? Probably 2018. <laughs> I feel like that, that's your way of like juicing. You'll put it in your hand. Yeah. I was like, you're talking about, you know, when you're juicing and I'm like, mm-hmm. but it was, it was, you know, that, that idea that sort of led to what could it be? And then what other ingredients can you use? And then what is it going to do? But it started with that smell. Yeah. The way you talk, it, great. it makes me feel like you're like a pastry chef or a chef. You almost talk like a cook when you're talking about beauty products. And you do tend to do these scents that are very food-based and gourmand. Do you think that's because you started in your kitchen? Or is it just like what you're drawn to? Like it's a that's weird, funny. But yeah. it's a weird connection. You yeah, know? I, I think part of it is from starting in the kitchen. Part of it is what I'm drawn to. Part of it is also what people like. Because I also like woodsy things and herbal things. But people sometimes don't gravitate to that as easily. So I sort of sneak them in when I can. I do like gourmand, but not overly sweet, you know, not like a bubblegum kind of sweet. Yeah. And a lot of memories that we have are attached to food. So I think that's another thing that happens, like in particular vanilla. When people smell vanilla, they think of their moms or their grandmothers or birthday cake. Like it's always something that kind of makes them smile and and makes them feel good. So when things make people remember things and when it makes them smile and feel good, they're going to keep going back to it. So true. Or tropical scents, you know, things that have coconut or mango or pineapple. It might make you think of vacation. So every time you smell it, it's like, oh, I'm in the Bahamas again, you know, and it, it that that's the aromatherapy part of it. I think one one of the ways people got very attached to your products, not just the smell, but you had a very big endorsement. We have to talk about Oprah. <laughs> we have to talk about Mama Oh. I'm going to keep my voice down because I think last time I blew out the speakers when I did that. Um, you've probably gotten this question a lot of times, but Oprah was the first time that a lot of people heard about your brand. Mm-hmm. How did that affect the business? You know, it's so amazing because it's been so many years since it happened and it's it never gets old. Um, she she didn't have an effect on the business in the same way that a lot of people would think. You know, like they think you go on Oprah and then you make a ton of money and you have tons and tons of orders. And that wasn't the story for me. We did get a lot of orders and it was great exposure and I'm not complaining at all. 
what came in for us as far as orders were concerned were very manageable, which was a good thing. Mm, so yeah. if, if it had been 10,000 orders or something like that, I don't know if I would have been able to manage that with the way that we operated at the time. But what it did for me personally was actually fulfill a dream because I used to joke about, well, you know, when Oprah calls me. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> well, well, you know, when Carol's daughter goes on Oprah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I figured it's a, it's a good joke because if yeah. it happens, that's great. But I didn't actually think that it was going to happen. So when it happened, I was actually forced into this position of, well, now you have to dream something bigger because that happened. And the other thing that it did was I was very obsessive about you know, the label's not straight, or this is just, you know, it's not perfect. And if someone did something and they did it wrong, I would go and I'd redo it. And there was so much work after having been on her show and after having that exposure and so many more customers coming into our stores that I had to let those little things go mm -hmm. so that I could focus on bigger things. And then eventually those bigger things allow you to have checks and balances to take care of those little things. But there, there was this like awkward period of like, okay, I can't focus on the fact that that's not straight because the customer now doesn't care the way that she did before because Oprah said she liked this. Got it. So she just yeah. picks it up and goes with it. So not that it's okay for something to be imperfect, but it helped me to let it go so that I could focus on bigger things. So for me, it changed the business because it changed my way of thinking about the business and thinking about myself. It let you go to the next level. You could let Absolutely. go, you could drop the small stuff and yep. then work on the bigger stuff. Absolutely. That's really, that's really smart. And then always have this miraculous thing. Like, you know, when things are difficult and tough and I could always say, you know, but I, I, I was on Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Cause it's been such a journey. How many years ago was that by the way? Just 2002. Okay, so you started. 15 years. Yeah, and that was, what, 10, maybe 8 years after you had started the business. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you have customers still that have been with you from the very, very beginning. And you obviously got more customers when you went on Oprah. And then your company has had investors. It's now owned by L'Oreal. It's been a journey. What, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you started out, a lot of your customers were black women mm -hmm. from your community. Obviously, it started out through friends and family. Do you ever get pushback now that you're a bigger company and you reach a broader base of women and men, frankly, from those original customers feeling like, wait, but like we helped start you out? Or are they with you, you through this whole ride? I think everybody has haters, mm -hmm. but honestly, I don't believe any of the people that have said or you know written, because it's so easy for us to hide behind things on social media mm. and say nasty things, I don't think that people who actually say those words were actually people there in the beginning. Because ah. for the most part, people are proud to say, I used to shop with you in your house. I remember your basement. I remember when you would be in the kitchen and we'd be in your living room shopping. You know, So I always get a lot of positive reinforcement I, I love being on social media because when I do put up some of the like throwback Thursday moments, yeah. people will write and you know share their memories with me. So I think most people understand that brands have to evolve and and be all that they can be. And then they have to understand that that doesn't mean that you forget where you came from. And I believe that social media also helps me with that because if someone has any doubt that I've forgotten who I am, all they have to do is look at my Instagram feed and they know that's that's not true. You know, yeah. I still live in the same house. I still live in the same neighborhood. Really? You know, I I I'm always going to be a Brooklyn girl. I'm I'm always a mom first. I'm always always humble. I'm always respectful of where I came from and I always thank people for being supportive. So if someone says something negative, I you know, try not to pay attention to it cuz I mm -hmm. I know it's not true cuz I know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> As a beauty editor, I always struggle with giving hair advice to people because hair products are so unique to the user. Like you, you give someone a lip color, it's like, okay, how bad can it really look? Mm -hmm. But if I give hair advice to one of my readers or one of our listeners, it might make another woman's hair look completely horrible. How do you balance like talking to women? I mean, there's as many hair textures and types as there are women out there. How do you make products that suit more than just one particular woman and talk to them in a way that lets them know which is the right product for them? 
again, I have to say I'm so grateful to social media because this is what really helps because yeah. it it was so awful back in the days of emails and handwritten letters to try and decipher what type of hair the person has, what exactly is the struggle, um, people's perception of the hair. I can't tell you how many times I've had people say to me, my hair is so hard. And then I touch their hair and I'm like, no, your hair's really soft. <laughs> you know, I, Even the words are like, that could mean <laughs> yeah. anything. Right. And, and then they'll say, oh, my hair is so dry. And you, you know, you touch it and if hair is dry, it tends to be dry and brittle. And if you scrunch it, it will break if it's really dry and brittle. There'll be, you know, a piece that comes off in your hand or something. And so it's not dry and brittle. It's just not shiny. It's not, it doesn't look the way that they think it should look. So they describe it in a negative way. So it was always really, really hard to offer advice um, now, because we have DIY videos and we have bloggers that we work with and we have, you know, studios that we can set up and, and give tips, we can broaden that and have different types of people right. so that hopefully someone's going to see themselves somewhere and say, oh, her hair is so much like mine. I'm going to try what she tried. And that makes a huge difference. And when I go on HSN, I always try to have four models at a minimum. Sometimes we'll have as many as six so that I can show different people so you can kind of see yourself and know how to use it. And one thing that I always tell people when I get to sell personally is a lot of us can use the same products. There are some products that will be more ethnic specific because they tend to work better on hair that's thicker or kinkier, um, and that person tends to be of a certain ethnicity. Yeah. Um, but I try not to speak that way because I've seen it all. So, so you know, you're speaking to the texture, not a person's heritage or their ethnicity. Right, right. right. So, the, so there are some things that, you know, if I know that the majority of people to whom I'm speaking have a certain type of hair and are a certain ethnicity, there are some things that I'm not going to suggest. But there's a lot of things that fall in between those two spectrums yeah. that we can all use, but we just use it differently. So I see I see your hair care line as the hair the, the hair care products within your line as, you know, for all different hair textures, but you do have a lot of different products that are great for textured hair. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, I think it's really interesting that there are so many different hair care brands from all different uh, from all different lines like you know, from Dove, Pantene. According to Mattel, hair care products for the textured hair customer, they say African-American hair, hair care customer, reached 774 million in 2014. That's their latest data. That represents a 12% increase since 2009. So I want to ask you, since you're an authority in this business, mm -hmm. how and you obviously have studied the competition, how do you think these products have actually improved across the board? Or do you think that this is, you know, these are brands that are trying to latch onto what they mm -hmm. realize is a very, very lucrative market. Well, some of the brands have been around as long or almost as long as I've been around. So some of them, we, we've been doing this for a while, mm -hmm. and, and I don't feel like we're trying to latch on. Um, and then the larger brands that move into this space, like you know a, a P&G or a Unilever, mm -hmm. they for many years had a customer who was relaxing her hair because up until I believe when I saw Mintel in maybe 2007, 2008, 87 to 89% of African-American women relaxed their hair. So that's a large chunk yeah. of, of women, of, of African-American women. And there was a routine with that. You know, you went to the salon or you bought a box. There were certain products that you used after and you had a regimen and a schedule. So there, there wasn't a need for those particular companies to offer something different because this is what the majority yeah, of, 90 of their people, of people are yeah. using. When that started to shift and people stopped relaxing their hair, so today that number is something like 27, 28%, so it's dropped quite a bit. So 27% of, of African-American women relax their hair now. Right. That's a it's, huge drop. It's a huge drop. So not now, such a long time. There's all of this 
need for these new routines, mm. these people discovering their hair for the first time after 30 something right. years or 20 something years or 40 something years. They're discovering what their texture is. Are they going to straighten it? Are they going to curl it? Are they going to braid it? Are they going to wear it super short? Who needs a gel? Who needs a cream? Who needs an oil? You know, so there's all of this need. So they need new tools, new products, right. new everything. And there's a lot of us out there trying to fill that void because for a mm-hmm. long time there were a handful of brands and thank God I was one of them and you know still survived. Um, now there's many, many more. And then the larger players, when they saw, okay, that relaxer business isn't coming back the way that it was, so I, I'll, I'll try and maintain what we've got, but now we've got to do something different because she, she wants something else. She needs something more. So I, I think there's a lot of good and you know maybe within 10 years we'll see who lasts and who doesn't but I don't think it's going to shift I think we're actually going to get more blended and you know there won't be this section of the aisle and that section of the aisle obviously you think about these things when you're making products but you're also still a creator and now that your company is owned by L'Oreal I'm sure that's opened up a lot of opportunities to innovate more and use their expertise as far as labs go and things like last year I know you were telling me you were going you went to Brazil on like a sourcing trip Mm -hmm. um just just use that as an example then like what are you going to other countries to learn about and like what are you bringing back like what what is this giving you the opportunity to do what's interesting about Brazil is exactly what we were just talking about when you're in Brazil hair care is all one big store all Hmm. one big aisle And it isn't separated based on the color of your skin. It's based on the need. Do you think that has something to do with the demographics of Brazil too? Absolutely. It's it's a very big melting pot. It's many, 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 many different hair textures. They they have so many words for the different types of, of mixes of people. You know, if someone is African and Latin, or if they're African and Indian, or if they're Indian and white. There's all these, you know, different names. And there's one of the amazing things about traveling to Rio is just looking at people's hair. I mean, it's (laughs) absolutely remarkable what you see. And you never know whose hair is really straight because so many people do so much to their hair. And and it's interesting, like someone like me, I go to Brazil and I bring back an ingredient like Prakashi, you know, not literally brought it back, but you know, find out about it and then what come back it? here and work with it. Prakashi. What does okay. that mean? It, uh, it, I have no idea. <laughs> but it's, 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 a, yeah. it's a, a nut okay. and there's an oil and a butter that comes from it and it smells a lot like cocoa butter, mm-hmm. but a little less chocolatey. And it has a golden amber color when it's an oil. And then when it's below room temperature, it's like a solid butter, not quite as dense as shea butter, but there's some similarity in the texture of it. And it has a behenic acid, which sounds like something bad because it's an acid, but it's actually a really great conditioner for skin and hair. And it's like one of the highest natural sources of behenic acid is in Prakashi. So I go there and I find something like that and think that's interesting and bring it back to work with as an ingredient. And people, you know, women in Brazil, the way that we look at skincare here in the U.S. is how they look at hair care in Brazil. So we have our Botox, our masks, our chemical peels, Mm -hmm. all of the things that we do to stay young and not have wrinkles. They have all of the same types of things for the hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need they to go will, on a hair holiday there. They will spend anything on hair. They will do anything to hair. The Brazilian blowouts that have the side effect of the formaldehyde, yeah. they, mm-hmm. they don't care. Yeah. They'll That's like f- us sticking poison in our faces. <laughs> They'll figure out a cure for it before I get old, but for now I'm going to look good. Yeah. You know, it's it's everything is is about their hair and and what it looks like and the more scientific it sounds the better so it's this very interesting thing of looking at a bottle that will have something like java tukaba or prakashi in it but then have all this science stuff because you know they don't they don't mind if you put plastic in there if you tell them that the plastic's going to make the humidity not get on their hair. Wow. Oh, really? Okay, put the plastic on. I'm fine. Good. So you go on these, like, you know, 
ingredient safaris with L'Oreal mm-hmm. for Carol's daughter. And we get to, to work with their labs there so their labs can show us what they're working on. Because the other thing that, that's interesting is that within that, it, and natural in Brazil has a different meaning than natural here, but within that natural hair community in Brazil, they're further behind than we are. So we can help them see the future when it comes to what that looks like for them, for mm-hmm. that consumer. And they help us see the future in how we sell to everyone versus selling to segments. Over the years, like what was the most challenging product you ever made? Were you like, I want to make this, but it's just t- like, I can't get it right. And you keep going back to the drawing board. But you Manoy. St- really? Mm-hmm. How come? We had challenges when it came to manufacturers um, they one one was oh, getting very right because we all know what <laughs> yeah. we're talking about, but yeah. nobody else does. So Manoy is our our hair care range that focuses on repair, mm-hmm. and Manoy is an ingredient that comes from French Polynesia. It's coconut oil that's infused with Tahitian gardenias, mm. and we launched the Manoy line. We started with a shampoo, conditioner, and mask in 2011. I always mix it up if it's 10 or 11. I'm pretty sure it's 11. Um, and it's it's hugely successful for us, and it's um, our top seller on HSN. And it took three years to develop it. Wow. Part of the reason was a manufacturer going out of business during the recession and us having to start over. Um, and then it was sourcing the Manoy from French Polynesia so that we could talk about the culture and the history behind it and getting certification from the Manoy Institute that we could put Because you wanted on the, the real packaging. deal. You yes. didn't want to just like put a little bit in and pretend. Mm, yeah, no. Wow. And, and then incorporating it into the formulas in a way that validates the seal from the Manoy Institute, but then also is stable in the formula and works. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it was a painstaking process, but it was worth it. We always want yeah. to ask about the, you know, the favorite products of the, of our guests. So, like, okay. before we go hair, let's go skin. Okay. Skin ritual. What are your what's your, what's your go to products? I love to think of moisture in layers. Mm-hmm. So I don't just moisturize. I have to spritz. I love. Um, See, she spritzes, Jess. I love rose water, and I have like a few favorites. I like the Jerlique rose water. Um, I love Santa Maria Novella rose water. And Josie Moran has like an elixir thing that's like with the argon oil and, and waters. But I, I love some sort of spritzing. Like I have, to, I have to spritz. And then usually I use an oil. Every now and then I'll try a serum when someone says, oh, this is really hot. Yeah. But I prefer like really basic oils like argon oil, um, rose oil, uh, tamanu oil. And so my second step after the spritz is the oil. Seal in the spritz. And then typically... Lisa knows what she's talking about. (laughs) And then I have dry skin, so Mm -hmm. I I know I have to layer the moisture. And then typically I end with face butter from Carol's Daughter. But sometimes I'll use, um, just because I want to smell roses, I'll use Dr. Hauschka Rose Day Cream. Mm -hmm. But face butter is on my face like 90% of the time. I don't think I've tried face butter I love the name face butter. Face (laughs) butter. Mm -hmm. And um, what about hair? Yeah. What's the hair? Hair is a similar, there's a spritz. A layering. There's an oil (laughs) and then there's a cream. Um, So I typically. Oh, we should mention what, what, what do you, how do you consider your hair type? I mean, I would say curly. Curly. Yeah. Okay. And people can't see you. (laughs) I'm a very wash and go person. Because like I said, the tools, it's, it's not, it's not a good thing. Um, But I use the Manoy anti-breakage spray as my spritz. That's my leave-in conditioner. And then for oil, I might use um, our Manoy serum, but then sometimes I'll just use pure Manoy oil or coconut oil. It really depends on my hair that day. Is it dry? Does it need a little extra? Yeah. Uh, and then the cream. Are you a scruncher or like a twirl it in or twist scrunch. it? Okay, you scrunch. Yeah. Okay. And There's debate on this. That's why I asked. <laughs> it's true. Some people don't want to break think, their curl pattern. I don't yeah, know. I, I try not to touch my hair too much. Because right. the more you, t- especially when it's wet, the more you touch it when it's wet, the frizzier it's going to be when it's dry. I finish up with uh, the hair milk moisturizer. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always a liquid, an oil, and then a cream. That's and then hands usual. off. Yeah. Okay, last question. Favorite fragrance and like favorite lip color, I guess. Oh, you know, are you a lip color person? God, like yes. one color products. 
The well, okay. The she's color, like, I can't. I gotta give you a whole list. <laughs> no, the I think the color that I'm most obsessed with right now is Pat McGrath. Um, the flesh, I think she called it when she yes. came out this with the was it this kit. summer with yeah. the kit, yeah. the flesh one. So there's two, one that you can line with, and then mm-hmm. one you can put in the center. But it, I, that's been really like my go-to, and I love. Um, Tom Ford Indian Rose as well. Oh, I like that's a good one. The, that's like a that good pinky, one. Yeah, yes, I have that one. It's, it's a great it's one. It's really, it's really pretty. Another like color go-to for me are the Naked Palettes with Urban Decay. Oh, My yeah. favorite is two, um, but I I just love that because I'm not really really good at makeup, mm-hmm. and there's a there's just a way that those colors work. Fragrance, it's so hard to pick one because I. Love fragrance, mm-hmm. um, but I'll go with patchouli amber. And who makes that? Tom Ford. Tom Ford. Yeah, it's been so much fun. I'm gonna like build my confidence now. This was a great interview. Thank <laughs> you so so much. Thank, Thank you. you. This was great. It's time. It's time to raise a wand. Let's get raw. <laughs> Between the sheets. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> it sounded like that woman that does the radio show. Which Some, wrong, which somebody woman? get us raise a wand music. Okay, okay. <laughs> Jess, what are you raising a wand to? Um, I am raising a wand to a bath soak. Oh, okay. okay. What's a bath soak? Like a it's salt? like a bubble bath. Okay, what okay. is it? So I cleaned my bathtub. Big production. Okay, huge production, but so worth it. You know when you have like a bubble bath and there's not enough bubbles? I hate and that. And it's like, why did I even see your body <laughs> through the water? <laughs> I'm just like... Ugh. Somebody's got to cover this up with bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I took a bath, not for this purpose of having bubbles, but I wanted to try this Elemis Aching Muscle Super Soak. I know that sounds like very, you know, not very glamorous. It sounds very like, oh, I had a problem. I just wanted to chill. Yeah. But I was recommended this this muscle soak because I heard it was very relaxing. Not only was it relaxing, it gave... The most amount of bubbles that it was almost like a movie set bubbles, like really? like like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. But I think of Elemis as like essential oils and like a like a soft bath soak. I wouldn't picture bubbles. It, it delivered the the essential oil like bang With for my bubble. buck. You know, like it was very relaxing. I seriously, I I shuffled off to bed and I conked out like just immediately conked out. Felt so relaxed. I said to my boyfriend, I'm like, you have to try this because he like actually works out. I was like, I felt my body was like as if I just had a two hour massage that's amazing but the bubbles were like out of control i think i need to use less next time who am i kidding i'm never going to use less i might use more but it was it was really fun i just felt like this was the experience i always wanted with a bubble bath um my what's up with you my raise a wand is not nearly as exciting i don't think in the bubble realm but it's exciting in a brain realm it's a newsletter Okay. It's the underrated. It's actually a really good newsletter that I signed oh, up for. Oh, the underrated, of course. Not just because we're featured on it this week. That's not why I'm raising a wand. It's basically they take people in the creative industry and they make you share, like raise a wand almost. They make you share mm-hmm. things that you love that just don't get a lot of love. Nobody's paid to promote. It's like these under under the radar, quirky little things. I have discovered so many things on this newsletter. The Brooklyn and Sheets thing that I was oh. talking about. Found them there. Mm-hmm. Like weird bands good like restaurants that you never heard of so i highly recommend you go to the website and subscribe it is u-n-d-r-r-a-t-e-d.com and i'll put a link on the blog awesome that's a good one we mentioned a lot of products and people and places and brands and things in this episode so i just want to put it out there if you want to find out where any of those things are go to fatmascara.com and you can also follow us on instagram and twitter and at Fat Mascara for both of those things. And you can also contact us directly by emailing us at info at fatmascara.com. So profesh. So profesh. Thanks for listening, guys. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. 
Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Hyacera is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.